0: Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 29 Texas Longhorns. Uh, West Virginia lost again. So, let's just look at the numbers. Let's just let's all let's all be very calm. Very cool, very collected. And let's just look at the numbers and treat this point of the season with two regular season games left and the Big 12 tournament and then whatever possible postseason tournament that West Virginia may or may not be invited to. Let's look at the numbers. Let's treat this like we're at the point of the season right before your finals. Let's say this season up to this point has been, you've done most of the work for the class. You just have like a couple of more small assignments that is not going to move the needle for your final grade. And then you have your final, which for in basketball terms, will be the Big 12 tournament, where West Virginia is guaranteed to play the the lone first game, uh, the eighth or the ninth seed, because Oklahoma State is not playing in the Big 12 tournament. So West Virginia will play that first game. If they win, they'll play the one seed, which will most likely be Kansas in the Big 12 tournament. In Kansas City, Missouri. So, calmly and coolly, let's look at the numbers for the season and what their grade is for this season. Let's start off by saying that if this was a class for WVU, this would be one of the hardest classes that that a West Virginia team has ever taken, okay? 29 games into the season, West Virginia, according to Ken Pomeroy, has the third toughest schedule, strength of schedule, in the country. Three. So there's only two teams, according to Ken Pomeroy's computer, that have a more difficult schedule, and one of those teams, matter of fact, both of those teams, excuse me, the only team in the Big 12 that has had a tougher overall schedule has been Kansas, but when you look, let's get to the grade, and we'll break this down offensively from last year to this year. Uh, the West Virginia's offensive improvements, the improvements that they've made on the offensive side of the ball are the following. All right, and now the defensive, or excuse me, the offensive regression from the 20- season to the 2021-2022 season. West Virginia has regressed in field goal percentage, three-point shooting, offensive rebounds, and that's a big-time drop, which can be expected because of the loss of Derek Culver and the loss of Oscar Sheepway. Turnovers, West Virginia has regressed, and assist rate has regressed substantially. I would call that regression a big-time regression. And so all overall, West Virginia's offensive grade, and again, this is the third toughest schedule in the country in the toughest defensive league in the country. Um, It's not a failing grade. But it's definitely not an A or a B. So I think the best West Virginia is going to do grade-wise offensively is in the C range. From a just a regular old C to possibly a C minus. And just to give you An idea, most recent idea, of what could cause an offensive slip. Javon Carter, who arguably one of the three best point guards in WVU history. Carter's senior season, West Virginia, was 10th in offensive rating, according to Kim Palm. And then the following season... West Virginia was 71st. Cut to Deuce McBride who is getting a a weekly check. I don't do you just get do you get game checks? I don't know how that works. I'm I'm asking calmly. Deuce's last season with WVU, West Virginia's offensive efficiency rating was 12th and then this season they are 77th. So with all the new faces all the comings and goings when you lose an NBA talented point guard that is very difficult to replace and your offense is going to suffer greatly. So let's go to the defensive let's go to defensive grades. Let's look at West Virginia's defensive improvements according to Ken Pomeroy's computer uh, from last season to this season. West Virginia, this is a longer list than their offensive improvements. West Virginia has improved slightly in three-point defense. They've slightly improved in turnovers in, in that there's an uptick in turnovers this season. And Huggins wanted to... Fortify the back end of the defense and their biggest jump this season from last season is blocks with the addition of Kerrigan and with the addition of Polycap, and Jalen bridges, uh, providing some, some blocks. They have improved in that category. Their defensive regression from last season to this season Defensive rebounding, uh, West Virginia, according to Ken Pomp's computer, gives up the, the defensive offensive, rate, offensive rebounding percentage as far as what they give up offensive rebounds is 348th in the country out of 360-some teams. That's really bad. And it wasn't great last year. what can we attribute that to besides the loss of Derek Culver is playing a, you know, it's a lack of presence inside from a rebounding perspective, both offensively and defensively. There's just not a guy or a team effort this year that has really shown any great strides as far as getting rebounds and keeping the other team off of the glass, and so we've went from bad to worse. And some of that is playing uh, with a lot of guards, and your tallest guy being six eight sometimes. And free throw rate regression and free throw late uh, free throw rate teams are getting to the line more against this WVU defense this season. So overall, defensively, and West Virginia, uh, they did not grade out well defensively last year. I would say a C-. And this season, they're in the same territory. Slight improvements, so let's give them a C up to this point. Uh, but Huggins... Especially in the transfer portal, looking to improve on the defensive end, and they have slightly and so how does that how does that relate to going from nineteen and ten a season ago to fourteen and fifteen as we stand right now when you look at it, the biggest change and cause is on the offensive side of the ball. And you can just point to Deuce leaving and Derek Culver leaving for the things that have really... uh, And having the third toughest schedule, strength of schedule in the country. And we knew that at the beginning of the season... And yet I thought this team was going to get eight or nine conference wins. I mean, if you want to talk about the Texas game, what what more do you want from this group offensively? I mean, this is the second this is the second game in the road that West Virginia has broke 80 and lost. Now you're going to lose if the other team makes Sixty four percent of their shots. I would say you're always going to lose, and they only lost by one, but it's tough to win a game. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Let me- <laughs> Let me say this. Is, let me say this. Let me calm down a little bit. <laughs> let me say this calmly. If the other team shoots and I'm looking, they shot I um, they did not shoot 64%. They shot Texas shot 63%. Even so, you're rarely going to win when the team you're playing shoots 63% from the field. Even if you're gangbusters on the offensive side of the ball. And so West Virginia has scored 80, (laughs) have broke 82 games in a row, and they are 0-2 in those games. (sighs) Hey, all you hoop fans, you basketball round ball fans like me. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, all my Hoop fans, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Age 21 years or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited minimum $5 deposit gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Redline Line, 800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. So let's look at an individual level. And so at an individual level, not gonna look at the new guys. So Seth Wilson, Kobe Johnson, Jamel King, James Oconquo. Nothing to compare from previous season to this season. Okay. Isaiah Catrell is coming off of an injury. So this is his first full season. But I would say based on the per 100 possessions numbers from 10 games a year ago to this season, Isaiah is about the same. And so with a coming off of a year after an injury and him getting to play the entire season, I'm going to consider that a win for Isaiah. Yes. He's shooting under 40% as a 6'10 guy. Uh, But, Not high expectations. He has won by playing the full season coming off an Achilles injury. And so we'll look for improvements with Isaiah moving forward. Somebody, a couple other guys on the positive side, Malik Curry, his stats from last season at Old Dominion to this season with WVU per 100 possessions are about the same. And so if you can keep that level that you had at Old Dominion in Conference USA and your stats stay about the same, jumping up to the Big 12, then I'm going to consider that a, a positive. And I'll just leave it at that. The other... Two guys, as far as improvements from last season to this season, uh, Kedrian Johnson has his per one hundred possession numbers have improved from last season to this season. Let's not call this the the second year junior college guard bump that I was hoping for at the beginning of the year, but he has improved for year over year nevertheless and then Gabe Osaboyan, has per 100 possessions has made a i would describe a scoring leap from last season to this season i don't know if that's a good thing for this team i am ex- i am i am excited that gabe has become less of a facilitator and more of a, I'm going to put my head down and get a bucket and do that with confidence, especially in the last couple of games. And and throughout the season, you've seen flashes of Gabe going for his. And how could you not celebrate what he's been able to do from the free throw line? It's just been an amazing turnaround. We're talking about a guy who was making – Three out of 10, like free throw line liability for sure. And he has changed that to where on the season, Gabe is shooting over 50%. He's shooting 52% from the line. Gabe Osiboyan is killing it from the free throw line. Let me give you, now he has been here before as far as over 50%. He did that in his first season. But he only shot it, he only shot 48 free throws his first year at WVU. He's almost doubled that. He's shot 90 so far this year. And he's made 52% of them. Last year he made 39%. So that's Gabe, as far as anybody from one year to the next, from last season to this season, Gabe Osoboyan has made the biggest jump with his defensive stats about the same. Offensively, a little more turnovers. But again, that's because he's been put in a position where he's having to create. And the stats say he's been able to do that successfully and probably taken the path that you would want any player to, to take after four seasons to and, – and actually, this is his fifth season – to have his best season in his last season. And then, as far as regression, the only guy that's really regressed from a per-100 possessions – uh perspective is Demon Kerrigan. He has had regression and that can be expected. I'm not counting this as a as a negative because he has jumped from Florida, he's jumped from the Florida International schedule to a a Big 12 schedule. And so that makes sense. Right? You can totally expect him not to put up the same numbers he did at Florida international that he did at WVU. So let's go to everybody else. Taz Sherman's per 100 possession numbers are about the same. Sean McNeil's per 100 possession numbers are about the same. Jalen Bridges Per 100 possession numbers are about the same. Polly Polycats per 100 possessions from his last season at DePaul to this season at WVU are about the same. And so the good news at an individual level, there's not a lot of regression. The the bad news is that the only guy that has improved some that it can come back next season is Kedria Johnson. And the concerning part about this is that you have Taz Sherman third year with the program, Sean McNeil, third year with the program, Jalen Bridges, second year with the program. You want to see improvements year over year, especially for the opportunity that Taz has had. And you can explain Taz's stats because, I mean, the guy has not had a good share of luck this season from an injury standpoint I mean, think about it at the beginning of the season. Taz Sherman couldn't stay in the game because of cramps. So that was a foretelling sign that it wasn't going to be a smooth last season. Then the pandemic, he had COVID. Then he got hit in the head. I mean, it has not been the ideal situation for Taz Sherman to make statistical improvement this season. So about the same, one could argue, is actually a win, given the circumstances. Sean McNeil, third season with WVU, to be about the same. uh, I don't think that's where Sean would want to be. I'm sure that's not where Huggins would want him to be. And Jalen Bridges, year two, um, about the same. Uh, which that's probably, from a fan perspective, the toughest one to see. And, you know, Jalen Bridges, I think he was 0-for-1 in the Texas game. So, uh, and Jalen Bridges has had his moments this season. And so it's not, again, not regression, but not a big improvement. And so uh, that's reflective when when you have most of the guys about the same and your improvements come from from role guys and just a little bit of regression and the the competition, the level of competition increases, then you can see how you can get to uh, where West Virginia is at. Going into the last two games of the regular season. I wanted to present all this in a very. Calm. Cool collected way. Uh, Take the emotion out of it. Because if I were to speak. Emotionally. Then I would say. Then I would say things that. I don't want to say into a microphone. And the folks that are reading body language on on this team, and I've been guilty of reading body language to try to figure out some things. I would take that with a grain of salt at this particular moment because what <laughs> I'm going to say this calmly. If you were part of a team that has lost 13 out of 14, what would your body language be? You don't have to, you don't have to answer out loud, but to, to look at body language to determine what, what guys futures are going to be or, you know, Hey, everybody's body language is going to be, unless, unless they're in a situation like we had a few seasons ago where the young guys are coming in and and Huggins is giving guys a chance and, and guys are getting kicked off the team. Like In that unique scenario, uh, I think it's fair to look at body language. And the body language of that team in the last few games of the season was much improved from the first part of the season uh, because of the opportunity of the young guys to get in there and and see what they could do. Bob Huggins is not doing that with this team. And so I don't know if we'd see a different body language at this point, given that West Virginia, again, has lost 13 out of 14 games. Um, final thoughts coming up. interact with the show that just means interact with me on social media on twitter at i'm josh Witt, on instagram at unreasonable doubt WB, on the facebook at unreasonable doubt WB, or just type it in the search bar interact for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt college basketball reference has game stats going back to the the year after the final four so the 2010-2011 season so that's what 12 12 seasons ago West Virginia has had an opponent shoot over 60% six times. And it may have happened more, but I, I found six. 2018, Iowa State shot 62% against WVU. West Virginia lost by 16. 2017, West Virginia Gave up 63% shooting to Oklahoma State. West Virginia lost by 7. 2016, the Virginia Cavaliers shot 63% for the game. West Virginia lost by 16. 2015, West Virginia gave up 61% shooting to Oklahoma. West Virginia lost by 19. 2012, Notre Dame made 61% of their shots. West Virginia lost by 27 And in December of 2010, St. John's shot 61% and beat West Virginia by 10. So by my count, West Virginia has... And this is... (laughs) West Virginia in, you know, this is a, I guess, a small window, a little over a decade... Every time West Virginia lets the other team shoot over 60%, they lose. The next game for WVU is Tuesday, 7 p.m. ESPN2. West Virginia, with their final true road game of the season, they go to play the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma right now, I think, is in... Uh, ninth place in the conference and so West Virginia may get to see Oklahoma again here soon we'll see how it shakes out West Virginia has three conference wins Oklahoma has five Oklahoma State has six they can't go to the tournament and Kansas State has six so really, West Virginia is going to see Oklahoma again in Kansas City, or they may see the Kansas State Wildcats. Um, West Virginia lost the saddest game of the year to Oklahoma in their first go-round in Morgantown. Oklahoma has had West Virginia's number for quite a while. And now there's this, this other coach. And they are fifteen and fourteen. They I think think they have a shot of making the NCAA tournament if they get a if they sneak a couple more wins, get the seven conference wins. So they'll be motivated and they'll be at home in West Virginia. Um has had two games in a row where they broke 80. Again, this last one, the the other team shot 63%. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just pick one. Thank you again for listening in a season like this. Going to be watching them until the end. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down in WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They have 14 wins and they have 15 losses. More more losses than wins.